Episode 17, the main event. Episode of the main event. I'm your main man, your homeboy, whatever you want to call me. Throw it up for the title of 04. I'm Parker, your host of the main event. Hey, uh, thanks again for tuning in for another week. I just can't say thank you enough. And uh, with that being said, uh, we got another week and we got another giveaway. Uh, so here's the deal. Honestly, this giveaway it's uh <laughs> it's a continuation of last week so um last week what i asked for was for people to do the website uh subscribe to the web uh subscribe to the podcast to the website uh com. uh link in the bios um uh leave a comment didn't matter where and uh then tag two people um and so I got a grand total of uh, zero people uh, to do all three things. Um, and so uh, just briefly, so for this week, it'll be easy. So I, I did give away 20 last week, so I'll, I'll just double up to four this week. And uh, tell you what, it'll be $40. I, I want to give you an iTunes gift card, but uh, uh, if you've got like, you know, Android or something like that, and that's not going to work for you. Uh, when I announce the winner, uh, I'll, I'll DM them and... Uh, they decide how they want their 40. I can even just cash up it to you or whatever. Um, I, I do, so I'm, I'm going to change up a little bit. So I'm not going to ask people to tag anybody. Um, there's too, too many emotions there, I guess. I don't know. Um, but what I am still going to ask is that you go to the website and that you subscribe there. Now, I could say, hey, follow me on one of my social media accounts and stuff, and that'd be good enough. The, the problem with that is, is that a lot of people like to follow and then unfollow um and uh the way that uh social media is set up i I really can't track uh the comings and goings of uh everybody i mean it's it's, it it would be a lot uh my website however i can most definitely see if you're a subscriber how long you've been a subscriber when you start subscribing gives me all that kind of information in fact you know uh, the great thing about the website is, is that I get all kind of, uh, data points for each episode and, who, uh, where, where, uh, you guys are downloading and logging in from. Um, so, uh, it just gives me a better idea of my audience. Um, and so again, uh, just to be interested in this week, just be a subscriber. So if you've already subscribed, you're good. And, uh, leave a comment, uh, somewhere on the website and just make it easy for me. 
So subscribe, leave a comment. You're entering in for a chance to win $40. Uh, said it was going to be out to and gift card, but you know, like I say, we'll, we'll see what the winner wants. And then, uh, next Friday, that's where that was an announcement on Twitter this Friday because I didn't have a winner. Um, I did decide to give some money away. Um, uh, I'm not going to do it again this week. Uh, but, uh, I had one of my family members retweet, retweet one of my posts and stuff. And I just thought that was, you know, it didn't take anything. Didn't take, didn't take a, 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 it wasn't a big effort, but you know, uh, as we talk about supporting, uh, people and, uh, entrepreneurship and what that really means and stuff, that, uh, it, it, it meant something to me. So, uh, uh, my cousin Kim got cash app some money. So maybe Kim's the winner for last week. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but this week, subscribe, website, leave a comment, you're entered. That's it. If you're already a subscriber, just leave a comment on, uh, this post. So, uh, yeah, I'll get all of those. And, uh, this Friday, I will randomly pick a winner. I'll, uh, I'll put that on Twitter, um, and on the website. And, uh, yeah. So anyway, uh, again, welcome back to another episode. Um, I'm actually recording this uh, on uh, Martin Luther King uh, Jr. Holiday, uh, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Holiday. Um, I was going to record this uh, this weekend, but man, I got to tell you, I've just, I have just been in some kind of, I don't know, I, I'll call it a mood. Um, <laughs> I've been in my room so long, I got a note on my door from a housekeeper that says that uh, yeah, we we got to come clean your room. <laughs> it's, it's been a couple of days. You've been locked up. We got to come clean your room. I don't know what it is about. Uh, I'm still in Altus, um, uh, which is probably like the last time I kind of felt like this. Uh, I just got here in '97. My uh, my dad had passed away over the summer, and uh, I was in a self-described funk. And uh, I don't know. I kind of feel like I'm in a funk now, but uh, I'm gonna keep it uh, a little light. So I, I do apologize. Uh, to a great many people, uh, who have tried to reach out to me in the last couple of days, you know, like, I am still alive. Um, and, uh, if it was not for my dedication to, uh, saying that I was gonna, uh, keep this podcast up every, every week, I probably wouldn't have done the episode today, but, um, it actually is a pretty good timing. Uh, really it is. So, um, like I said, this is episode 17, uh, 18, if you want to, uh, count the intro that I made, uh, just so I can start subscribing to all the, all the, uh, um, to iTunes and places like that and Google Play, and wherever you like to listen to this podcast. And hey, look, you don't even have to use that stuff. If you just go to the website, you get it from there. But, uh, I, I definitely, uh, like, uh, listening to my podcast. Uh, I, I got an iPhone, so I like listening on the, uh, on my iPhone. And my website says that most about eighty something percent of you do too. So there's that. Um, but no, nah, it's uh, it's I, it never fails that I have some stuff in my mind after uh, looking at the news and stuff uh, over the past week, and uh, a lot of things uh, come up. And uh, as I, as I said before, you know, so this show is. Uh, I mainly talk about leadership or mentorship. Um, I'm, I'm introducing the topics of real estate. And, uh, I mean, we'll talk about all that today too. 
And a lot of times when uh, I'm doing current topics, you know, I try to look for the the way to mesh that kind of stuff in together. Um, But it's funny with this podcast about what I think I talk about and how other people perceive uh, kind of me and what I do on social media and stuff like that and and through the podcast. And uh, I was talking to a good friend of mine, and he was talking about he had balance in his life because he had one of our friends – uh, on one side, he had me on the other side, and I thought about myself, man, am I really that radical uh, with the stuff I talk about? I mean, I don't think so. Um, I, I know, uh, and I've said it before, you know, yeah, I uh, I do uh, talk about um, uh, civil rights and social justice and uh, economics and stuff like that as it pertains to, uh, I mean, I did a whole episode of racism in America and uh, the history of, uh, uh, of of American slavery and stuff like that. Just talking, you know, just a brief rundown of that kind of stuff. So, I mean, I, I do talk about that stuff, but I don't really consider that stuff to be radical. Not to me, because it's, it's, it's what I talk about is factual. Um, if I got my opinion, I try to like, you know, this is, you know, my conclusion stuff. Um, but uh, I think today's a, a good day to have that conversation just a little bit. Um, because, uh, as we go from, uh, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., uh, to Steve King, uh, <laughs> Representative Steve King, um, it, it goes to show that, uh, no matter how many things change, some things just stay the same. And so, and on this holiday, the, my, my biggest gripe about MLK, uh, day is, um, is the amount of people who misquote and mischaracterize uh, Dr. King. Uh, a lot of stuff that I've talked about, I, I, I got that from King. <laughs> um, King has been um, uh, plagiarized and whitewashed so much. Um, and because a lot of people just think that, like, I don't know, like he marched, did a, I have a, a dream speech and that was kind of it. And, uh, that's, that's just not who King was. Um, and so as we celebrate, uh, King's holiday, I think it's important to understand, uh, what Dr. King talked about and how a lot of that stuff is just still relevant today. And a lot of people, I, I, I read some stuff on, uh, Twitter and, um, I try not to get most of my news <laughs> from Twitter. Uh, but, uh, I, I'm on there quite a bit. So, um, and you can uh you can look me up by you the main event or at uh P R K R B R O. Um it's my handle, Parker Bro. Uh, but um I saw this thing they said that uh basically racism in America uh was you know, it was on his it was on his deathbed basically. It was it was dying out. And um if people ask me and say, "Man, why do you why do you bring that stuff up?" Because it brings itself up, and it be, and it uh, almost always is uh, somewhere in an issue. Um, and for anybody who's like, "Man, I wish you stopped talking about that." Man, me too. <laughs> I wish I didn't have to talk about it either. Um, one of the things that you realize is that, and this is this is this is from King, is that. Um, you, you you have to pick a side, um, because when, when you don't stand up to 
um, injustice or bad things in whatever form they take. Um, even if you're not committing them, your silence uh, advocates those kind of things. And, um, and that's where people um, need to understand when we talk about our elections, when we talk about our political processes. You know, um, I'm really impressed with uh, uh, Alexandra uh, Cortez Organa. No, Organa Cortez, AOC. Um, 29 years old, um, member of the House, um, and is uh, challenging the status norm, status quo. And uh, I, I thought about it last week. If if you have policies and stuff in place, and you're a leader, you're going to face challenges. Uh, people, especially young people, want to know, well, why? Like, why are you doing that way? And um, you, as a leader, have to accept those challenges. And you know, and it makes your it makes your whole stance better when you do. Instead of running away from them or saying, you know, like my my girls are young. They're 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 both under ten. And so I'm not looking f- so much for their um, their buy-in. They just kind of need to do what I want them to do. They're at that age. Um, and there's a reason that we, we put age limits on uh, certain things when we think that people are mature enough to accept a certain responsibility and do their own thinking and, uh, and problem solving. We think that at 16 that you're old enough to get behind a vehicle. And 18, you can vote. 21 you can drink but as a leader when you when you have young adults that come in they met all these criteria and so they're going to ask you questions because that's you know they've been told things for so long and now they, they got questions the same questions you had when you were younger it amazes me when people forget about their own history and they kind of rewrite the way they were well i never did that yeah okay whatever uh if you didn't um then that, that probably is another sign uh, your lack of imagination as a leader is that we should always be quick. You, if no one's questioning us, we should be questioning ourselves about, or am I still headed in the right direction? I mean, you just gotta be asking yourself that. And that's what these young people are asking. AOC is asking the same questions. Are we heading in the right direction? Uh, and this is the direction I think we should be headed in. And, and, and I've heard it called a little girl and all this kind of derogatory stuff. And, um, I'll, I'll say this, um, she won an election against an incumbent Democrat. Um, she uh, resonated with the people of her district, and she seems to be on a national level resonating with a lot of different people. Um, and so, uh, as I saw one pundit today uh, talk about that, her and the freshmen uh, in the house kind of need to grow up. It's, you know, they stop stop acting young. I'm thinking to myself, man, that is such horrible advice. It's uh, <laughs> such horrible advice because um, when you look at King and how young he was when he started and asked these questions and said that the status quo is not the way that I want to live my life and give me a reason why. Give me a reason why. And that, that whole nature of being able to challenge the establishment for betterment, not just for, um, you know, like uh, if my girls were to, uh, just question me, just to be questioning me because they didn't want to do it. They don't have an alternative. They don't have a better way. They just don't want to do it. And so they, they, they want to, they want to pout and, and hold it the process. And that's not what's going on. 
And I think um, all our leaders in America uh, could benefit from that attitude that we that we allow questioning and that we question ourselves to make sure that we're putting forth uh, the best product and stuff. Um, I saw something from uh, Steve Bayos. They said that uh, he could uh, most major businesses, I think the lifespan he gave them was like 30 years before they died. They went bankrupt. Um, and so he he sees the eventual death of Amazon, especially so you know, especially when we stop questioning what our consumers want and what's best for them. You know, instead of telling them what's good for them, uh, listening to them. And I think this country is the same way. I think we need to listen to the people, and uh, we're not always going to agree and stuff. And 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 so, and the and the idea that I'm on one side and you know somebody else on the other side you you're always going to have that in terms of things that are going on and, and people just perceive things so so much differently and stuff you know um but it is a travesty on MLK day that if you if your only thought to uh Martin Luther King was that he that this dude had a dream and um he was um he is relegated to this small, small perception. And in all honesty, you know, when I, when I think about MLK, uh, especially right now, uh, he wasn't that popular when he was alive. And so, um, a, a lot of people, uh, did not like him. Uh, he was not, uh, his, his teachings were not acceptable because in the reading you go, well, why not? It sounds pretty good. Well, because he talked about things like AOC, like, um, wages economics uh a living wage um he recognized there were a lot of people that worked it worked hard but they would never ever be able to be economically free because they were not making a living wage so he talked about that he talked about the u.s and the military and uh how we use our military um and how and as a member of military it's it's funny because uh the u.s outspends um, it's military budget outspends what is it uh you can google it but it i mean i'm gonna say at least it's uh the next eight nations i forgot man man i really should like look that up but um but it's incredible and and every one of them is an ally <laughs> that we outspend uh we spend so much money on our military um, it is a huge, in fact, when you do the eye chart of discretion, of uh, discretionary money and stuff, uh, DOD is the biggest, uh, spike out there. And that's usually when, when lawmakers look and they go, okay, well, we got discretionary money. Oh, DOD. Well, that's the biggest thing on the page. We, <laughs> that's obviously where we need to trim some fat from. And they wouldn't be wrong. Um, I mean, we, <laughs> we are, I don't, you know, you, you know, when you, uh, when you have better policy with your neighbors, uh, you don't have to have so many guns. I would, I would throw that out there. We've got a lot of guns. We don't have a lot, we don't have a lot of good policy, I guess. Um, or, 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 you know, that whole, and, and it wasn't because we had a small, um, small military, you know, have we been taking advantage of as a company, as a country? Not really, not on the mainland. You know, Pearl Harbor is probably our, our biggest one, and it had nothing to do. I mean, that was the fleet head it was headquarters there, so all the ships were there. They were just they just were not expecting an attack. Um, but that's a little off off uh, 
subject today. Um, what I did want to talk about for King's Day was, you know, the, to honor him for being a revolutionary um, and for people continuing um, to to push that envelope and to speak to those same ideals that King had and um, to help recognize that he was more than uh, just one or two sentences, uh, uh, one quote. I actually pondered, I got this uh, interview, and it was done like 11 months uh, before uh, King's death and uh, I've used a clip of it, clip of it before and I thought about playing but it's like 20 minutes and lower and I know I'd lose half of you um, uh, doing that um, but it's, it's got some really really good uh, sound bites from King you know kind of just you know explaining you know the interviewer asked King about his non uh, violence uh, standpoint and um he basically said, well, isn't it true that you're not valid because you know that uh, violence would be met with violence and that the Negro uh, couldn't win that? And he was like, well, number one, uh, it's from a moral standpoint that I believe that nonviolence is the is the way to go. Um, and he talks about that. But then he does acknowledge that, yeah, you're right, though. Um, but violence is just, it'll be a fool's game. Um, Negro's not equipped for that. Don't have the resources, don't have the equipment. Um, for us to go into this as a revolution of, uh, of, tr- of trying to um, liberate uh, ourselves or trying to uh, use violence to gain uh, equal rights and stuff and citizenship, um, it's, a, it's really a no starter. And that that was his big thing. He was he was a realist in that. And he understood that, you know, and any long lasting change had to be moral change anyway. Um, so on King's, uh, birthdays, we, we look at that kind of stuff and, uh, you hear headlines like, well, racism's always, hey man, you got a, uh, a, uh, sitting congressman <laughs> talking about, yeah, and it's not the first time he said it, uh, making comments. I, I thought about Steve King last week too, but making comments about, um, when did uh, white supremacy, white nationalists become bad words and stuff? Uh, because to him they're not. And uh, and you look at the most uh, recent thing that's that's popped up, and there's th- some controversy about um, the validity of what your eyes uh, tell you. There's a, a short video, and there's some now released longer videos and stuff. Um, uh, some, uh, Catholic school, um, boys in DC, um, that were, that had surrounded and were mocking some, uh, Native Americans, one of which happened to be a Vietnam vet, former Marine. Um, and, uh, of course they were, uh, wearing the red, uh, magna hats and, um, so a, a lot of people were outraged when they saw that. And of course, uh, there was a, uh, a great defense and, uh, brought for the boys and stuff because, uh, Lord knows we need to, uh, we need to justify what was going on. And they're like, no, they were sitting there. And he approached them and he's the agitator. And, um, you know, it's, it's so funny because one of the things that, uh, we, we, uh, we, when I say we, um, as people of color always hear is that you can always walk away. Uh, and this is an opportunity that those kids could have walked away to and they chose not to. So, I mean, it is what it is. Um, but when I, I hear the defense 
of uh, what was going on, and I and I looked at the tapes, and I completely get where um, uh, people are like, no, it's not what it's, it's not what you think it is, and the media is this and that. It just um, it's it's just always fun to me uh, when, like I say, I love to stop talking about this stuff, but it won't go away, and people go, well. Racism is dead because, you know, we did this and this and there's laws. And I'm like, yeah, okay. Um, we need to stop uh, pretending like we don't know where this stuff comes from, like this stuff's not taught, um, like this stuff's not promoted. Like I said, you got sitting sen- uh, senators and, P- and politicians who carry on very racist narratives, uh, perpetuating stereotypes that are, are not true. Uh, continually um, blowing a dog whistle uh, for racism and stuff. And then we go, like, I don't know where these kids got it from. Uh, I bet you I do. But, um, and, th- and that's the thing, you know, like I say, from Dr. King to Mr. King, uh, fucking Larry King, um, it's still going on. And uh, I don't know. What do you say? Again, um, if you, if, my views are unpopular. I, I'm okay with that because I hold the same views as Dr. King. If I'm unpopular because of those views, I'm okay with that because Dr. King wasn't popular either. A lot of people, a lot of older people that are uh, 50 years and older, even uh, 50 to 60 years old and older, uh, they tell you how much they love Dr. King and like to quote Dr. King. I uh, hated Dr. King when he was alive. Um, and it's uh and the and the only reason that they like him now is because they don't have to deal with him. Um and I mean that's just and that's just the truth. It really is. And, and that's why when you look at <laughs> like when you look at agencies like the FBI <laughs> or the CIA who opened up files on King and tried to discredit and ruin him, now turn around and be like quoting King on the holiday and stuff, you're like, really? Maybe you guys should just be quiet. Maybe it's not appropriate. Um, when you have uh, the vice president trying to use a King quote to justify something that King would have never been for or a part of, uh, I don't think Dr. King would have been up on walls. I just don't. I just, I'm, I'm going to live and say no. Um, and in fact, in that interview they had with King, so they, the guy asked him about, you know, his I Have a Dream speech and how does he feel about it, how do you feel about it, you know, looking back on it years later and stuff. And, um, you know, <laughs> King said, I think that my dream is in part going to turn to nightmare. Um, because that was his, that's early on when he was very, very optimistic. Um, and one of the things that, um, King challenged people was is that um, and again it was about taking a side you know it wasn't about the people who were firmly against uh, civil rights and against uh, uh, equality it was the people the moderate who said nothing um, and allowed those other people to take over and so as we move forward and stuff and as you move forward in your leadership and stuff remember I always got to take a side um Never wafer in the middle, uh, trying to be play it safe and stuff. Take a side, be there. 
um, it matters. It really does matter. Um, and like I said, one of the things that King really talked about um, was economics. He, he talked about economics. He talked about the global nonviolence movie. But um, that for a second, or probably for the rest of the podcast, I like to focus on uh, some, some economics. So I was, um, I had a conversation, um, not too long ago and, um, I, I meant to record this before, but, um, as, as always, I, you know, like I said, I got my real estate license. If you are in North Carolina and you're looking for a house in the Charlotte area, or surrounding, uh, Concord, Gastonia, wherever, I'll let you boy. Um, but, um, w- one of the things that we talk about is being able to build wealth and stuff. I actually had a question on the, the website I mentioned, um, cause I, I said it in one of the podcasts that I knew a really good CPA and I do is it's Ward's tax service and Brandy Knight is a CPA. Actually, everybody in there is awesome, but, um, Brandy's who I deal with, uh, year after year, um, I don't know where you could find a CPA to look over your taxes for like 60 bucks. I just, I just don't. Uh, they're out of, uh, Rock Hill, South Carolina. Uh, so they work north, north of South Carolina. Um, but, uh, if you're, if, if you're in the Charlotte metro area, uh, to include, uh, Lake Wally, Rock Hill, um, uh, that area and stuff, I would, uh, wholeheartedly endorse, uh, Ward's tax service. Um, uh, but I had somebody on the uh, website ask me if I could get Brandy on for a show, and the answer is no. And the reason for that is it's it's January. Uh, she's working. <laughs> I don't care if the IRS is working. People are, some people are still getting the W-2s and stuff. And uh, so, unfortunately, and then, and then that's just not really um, the the scope uh, of my expertise, really. Um is to is to have somebody on talking about that. I may maybe in all maybe in her off season, um, maybe I might be able to do that. Um, nothing says that that doesn't uh, fit into the fact that I get to ramble about whatever I want to on the show. But um, in the in the spirit of that, I thought that I would uh, I would get, I would give up my my free uh, my free game. Uh, per conversation that I was having earlier and stuff because we're talking about entrepreneurship and stuff like that. And, you know, as a, uh, as an agent and stuff, uh, 1099, um, you know, employee, it's my business. And, um, I'm, I'm currently trying to get into, uh, other things too. Um, I say by the end of the year, I wanted to make a couple things happen. I wanted to make sure I had my first rental property, uh, purchase and had a tenant in it by the end of the year. Also was looking at, um, I got my boy, Jim Seeley, uh, shout out again on the podcast. Uh, Jim's been doing vending machines. I said, man, that's, that's pretty good. I talked to Jimmy. I want to have at least one vending machine by the end of the year. Uh, if not two, um, basically what I was looking for was passive income. So, uh, the, the big deal, um, 
for on being an entrepreneur is that you you at some point you want to have something that you do or that you've invested in that takes very little maintenance, very little time from you, and still offers you a return. Um, um, whether it be uh, daily or monthly or weekly or how, however uh, you get paid, you're, you're getting paid. And so those are the kind of investments that I was trying to look for for this year. Um, obviously, if I'm selling houses, I'm, that's an active hour-for-hour kind of contrib- um, contribution to what I'm doing. Um, but that's not passive income. Um, a, a renter paying uh, me every month, uh, that's passive income. Vending machines going to collect that money that people are just putting in there because they want stuff out of there and just going by collecting and restocking vending machines and then walking away. That's passive. Um, I started writing um, earlier uh, in the podcast. Uh, I was talking about where leadership lives, and I started writing that book. And so I want to put that out there on Amazon, and um, I'm not going to sell it for a lot. Um, but, you know, first book, I put it out there, self-published, all that kind of stuff. A couple of dollars, everybody that buys that, I, I you know, take the time to write the book, put it out there, and then it's done. Um, that's passive income. You know, anybody that buys that, you know, 2 o'clock in the morning, somebody looks at that and says, yeah, that looks like something I want to read. Boom didn't do anything extra for it that's passive income and so um you know really trying to get to a point where um you are and i think they say millionaires have like six different income streams um they don't depend on just one thing to anchor up all their money because then when uh things get hard in that one sector um then their their money gets hard with it uh so they they have diversity in uh their income streams and um so as an agent, uh, of course, this is me trying to sell you on the idea uh, that you and I can go look and find something in your budget uh, for a rental income. Because I'm just telling you, real estate is just one of those easy, easy kills. And it's just if you can manage it. Um, you know, I was answering the questions um, on the website about uh, credit or, you know, what the home homeowners, you know, what what's some of the uh the obstacles and stuff and of course i was like well credit because you got to be able to buy stuff and you got to be able to uh, afford it and stuff um as we uh we 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 segue back and forth between uh this conversation and the king conversation you know king talked about economics and stuff and i'll be honest with you for a lot of people one of the biggest problems you'll ever have is that the job that you have is barely enough for you to live off of much less for you to put money aside um, to be able to invest that money later on. And, um, so what I would, what I, I, I gotta say is that you, the number one investment you have to make is in yourself. Um, uh, a lot of our, um, millennial entrepreneurs don't understand that you have to invest in yourself. Um, that no one's going to just going to give hand you over money. You're going to put some money away. You're going to show, um, you know, you might have to, uh, you might have to be your own backer for your first, uh, your first investment. Um, and, and that could be as simple as, you know, what, like in the South, uh, man, I, I think everybody has got a, a, a lawn care business. Hell, I might start one myself. All I need is a trailer. Um, that might be one of my other, uh, ventures for the, for the end of the year, uh, finding time to, uh, to do that. But, 
Um, so whether it's investing in getting a nice push mower and being able to service uh, uh, the people in your community who you should already have a relationship with, right? That's your neighborhood, your people. Um, hey, man, I'm going to cut that grass for you, $20. And uh, you make that extra income that way. Um, I've already, you know, I, I, <laughs> I did my my uh, my Uber uh, stories on here. Uh, you know, so I've driven for Uber, trying to make some extra cash. Um, uh, there's literally nothing, you know, like I said, I, and people heard my story. I, I, my first job was cleaning buildings, so mopping floors and cleaning toilets, man. So uh, there ain't, ain't too much uh, beneath me uh, that I won't do uh, if I got the time. Uh, the I'm just at the point now where I'm trying to be smarter about uh, my time um, until I can get to the investments that, like, say, uh, will give me that passive income so it can free me up to do other things. Um, you know, like I said, I, I want to uh, – my property management LLC will be uh, established this year. Um, and my first property I'm going to manage is probably my own. Um, see how that works? <laughs> Creating business for myself. Uh, be my own client, manage my own property and stuff like that, and uh, uh, working out all these tax. And so, uh, one of the, you know, one of the things I was going to give uh, this free game was is that did you know that you can employ your children? So if you got kids and stuff, and you're looking for uh, a great way to do something with your business and stuff, one of the things you should really consider is just paying your kids uh, from your business. Um, I believe you can pay them. You have to double check me on the number. It's up to uh, $17,500 um, a year. I think that's that'll keep them in the low tax bracket. And it's it'll what it does is it lowers your liability, your tax liability, while providing uh, you uh, direct direct access to the <laughs> to the funds that you just pay because they're your minors and there's no child labor uh, when it comes to your kids. Um, you can pay your kids for taking the trash out at your business. Um, I'm going to pay my girls to when I have an open house uh, to help me with open house, to, uh, putting signs out uh, for handing out business cards, uh, for helping with my filing, my internet research and stuff. And then what I'll do with that that salary is is that I'll invest it back in them. So I, I give them, the, I, I pay them, and they're going to have to pay. Um, Older children, they'll have to pay some taxes, but it'll be, excuse me, it'll be so minuscule, their tax rate as opposed to which you, um, you be paying. Um, and you can take that money and then you can put it into, um, you can use that money as a tax break, lowering your liability and then take that money and invest it into, uh, some, some, uh, some college uh, saving funds for you, for your kids so they can have some money um, when they get there uh, to that age. Uh, there's just, God, just so many, uh, and I've said this before, uh, tax laws were, were meant for entrepreneurs and landowners. Um, and so if, if you don't own land, if you don't own a business, uh, you're not really maximizing all the different things that you can do um, with your money. Um, I, I think somebody perfectly said the other day is that, uh, when, when 
when politicians or businessmen don't want to let you see their tax returns, it's not because they're not making money. It's because they don't want you to see all the ways they have uh, reduced their tax liability to where they're not paying anything um, because they have people that are actually working for them that are uh, making it viable for them to just turn around and uh, pay the same thing as you and you and I when they made millions. Um, it's high net money. High net money. It's corporations' money, not my money. You got tax corporation. Oh, but the corporation gets, but corporations get these kind of benefits. Single priority, uh, priority, uh, LCs get these kind of benefits. So, um, and I, and I will say this. If you, if you're going to be, uh, one of my better tips, if you're going to be a business person, uh, you better be a good book, bookkeeper. And, uh, you, you got to keep up with all this stuff. And you got to have this because, um, I will never ever promote you doing anything illegal. Uh, everything you can go talk to a tax professional, uh, that I mentioned and say, Hey, what about that? Oh, home office. Oh man. Um, home office is a lot easier than, than you might imagine. I know that, uh, people think it's a red flag for the IRS. It's not. Um, they understand there's entrepreneurs and stuff that you would naturally have a home office, which gets into you devaluing your, your vehicle and, and uh but that's like just records records upon records upon records um and so a, a software like quickbooks and stuff like that not a bad idea uh to invest in, invest in that kind of stuff uh to make your stuff a, a little easier to keep track of um but the but the idea is that you can find a young lady um Golly, it's been a while ago. I had a conversation. What was it? What she wanted? She uh, travel. She wanted to have a travel agency. Uh, she wanted to have a travel agency, and um, I was debating about actually going to school to get a license for it, or doing um, a uh, multi-level marketing uh, travel agency. Um, and you know, everybody's situation is different and stuff. Um, you know, me personally, I wouldn't do anything that's multi-level marketing. The whole idea behind it is, is that you actually make money by selling the business to other people, not by selling the product of the business. That's not really where you make your money. You make your money by signing other people up. And, um, unless you're a, uh, early, uh, early investor in that kind of stuff, uh, your potential for making money is going to be limited. I mean, just to be honest, uh, your sponsor is the one that got in on a good time because they got you in, um, and they're making money off of you being in there and you paying your, your dues and stuff, uh, with the idea that, you know, well, I'm just going to get enough people and I don't have to pay my dues anymore and blah, blah, blah. You know, that's, that kind of, that's, that's where it gets to be pyramid, uh, when you, when you're not actually, when you can't make your best profit off of your product. Um, so considerations for that when you're, you're going into the business stuff. Um, I ain't talked to her a while. I don't, <laughs> I don't know what she decided. Um, uh, kind of a one-off conversation at the guard, but, uh, uh, but in, in explaining to her, you know, single mother, you know, the whole idea of you writing your kids off, of you then taking because they're minors and, you know, you're going to put that into a bank account because you're going to have to show records that you had payroll. Um, there's some things like say just a, a really good tax professional uh, can help you with that. Um, if um, 
if you think to yourself, well, I don't really know a good tax professional, um, stand by one. It is, um, Bradford Tax Institute. Just Google them. Um, and you can buy, um, it's from, uh, W. Murray, uh, Bradford, uh, is the, uh, the owner of that. And it's tax strategies for small businesses. And they will constantly flood you with all kind of stuff, um, all kind of good ideas and tax tips uh, if you buy their program. So tell them I sent you. No, I just not getting no money for that. Um, and, and no one cares I sent you. <laughs> so, <laughs> but um, uh, there are a ton of resources out there to help you tackle all this kind of stuff. But uh, the the big thing is is that you understand that um, you've got to invest in yourself, number one, because, like I say, when to to get that extra money to investing it to uh, to take you to that next level, you're actually going to have to have a good standard job up front in order to even get there, and so, and then it's about saving money. So, and the reason I say that you got to have a good job first because there are a lot of you. No matter uh, what I say next, <laughs> you, you're not going to make enough to be able to do that. But for the guys that are kind of um, that you're not worried about your lights going off uh, just uh, every month and stuff because you're making a decent amount of money, uh, some things to consider where you can cut back on money. Uh, phones. Uh, that's probably my, my number one is that right now uh, our phones are getting outrageous. Guys pay more for their phones than they pay for TVs or um laptops or any electronics the thing that you carry around you you pay more for that than you pay for anything else uh so look at not paying for the latest iphone or galaxy uh look at something a couple years old that you can pay for a couple hundred dollars and own and then keeping it um your phone plan um make sure that you're out there shopping and that you're not locked into a phone plan where you're paying this zoom around them i'm thinking i'll just be honest with you if you're if you're paying more than a hundred dollars uh, by yourself for a phone plan. I mean, golly, uh, it, with the advent of, uh, Wi-Fi just about everywhere, um, you can make it work. You, you ain't gotta have, uh, you ain't gotta have Verizon, which I, you know, from what I hear, AT&T and Verizon, they're up there neck and neck. Uh, some people say Verizon, some people say AT&T, I don't know, but, uh, there's a reason they're up there because they're taking all your damn money. Um, Cable, man, clipped cable. Uh, cable's funny. Cable's sort of like cars, uh, where you have it available 24-7, but you're not using it. Um, so, uh, not when you can pay less than $15 a month for Netflix or, um, even if you, you want live stuff, I think you can do Hulu live, um, for like 40 bucks. Uh, a lot better than whatever your cable company is charging you. I know they're, they're not charging that. Um, you know, uh, keep investigating your internet, stuff like that. You can, you can save money there. Uh, food, uh, you probably one of your biggest costs right there is feeding yourself and feeding your family. And so if you're talking about yourself, um, I think you can have a little more sacrifice, especially if you got a goal. I think it's easier to sacrifice if you got a goal. Um, and you can uh, kind of uh, get yourself in the mind frame that you're going to sacrifice. It's, it's harder when you have a family. 
It really is. Uh, it's it's hard when you have the means to provide a little bit better uh, quality, uh, either entertainment or food, uh, which is where most of our money goes. Um, and and you don't, you know, it's hard. It's hard to uh, get everybody to buy in on that too. A little easier when you're by yourself, but uh, wherever you can, just kind of little little here and there, um, uh, carpooling. Uh, when we talk about cars and stuff like that. Carpooling is a is an excellent way to try to uh, cut down if you live near one of your coworkers and stuff like that. Um, you know, trading off. You know, I'll drive this week, you drive next week. You know, that kind of stuff and help you with gas. Um, until you can build up a little nest egg and start investing, I was looking. Um, I saw some. I don't know why I keep looking at food trucks because uh, I can't cook. Um, but for me, it might be passive income where I purchase uh, a trailer and uh, get it good and I find a partner to go in and actually operate uh, the food truck and, and split profits with them. And, um, you know, maybe it's, uh, it may be my, my dedication to that is being able to set it up, roll, you know, roll it out to uh, Food Truck Friday and stuff, get it set up and stuff, uh, bounce, come back later on. Uh, clean up and uh, you know I don't know just but I'm I'm just I'm just thinking about different ideas just different ideas out there throw them out there feel free to DM me if you got um, some good ideas you you know local area Charlotte area you want to you want to partner up and and uh, get on some of this money but um, but like I say the um, the the one for me is the real estate one uh, if you buy a house for $150,000 and that's a little way over my price where I want to buy my first rental uh, property, but, um, you buy the house for 150, you put 20 down. So it's already 130, um, on your loan and you got somebody in there paying off the loan. What happens is, is that over the years, a couple of years, the value of the house goes up. Let's say it goes up to 180, um, in five years and you've gained 30,000. But at the same time, that $130,000 loan that you took out has been paid on for five years, and it's down to a hundred and ten, hundred twelve. These are just rough numbers. I'm just guessing, really. Um, we'll say one ten because I like easy math. So purchase at one fifty, um, getting uh, invested twenty in it, um, and down from one thirty to one ten. Got twenty down on it. And then the value goes up thirty. Um, so something that you paid one hundred and fifty for um, is now worth thirty thousand dollars more. Plus, you are forty thousand dollars the opposite way um, uh, on your on your loan. Um, now now you've got uh, seventy thousand dollars total, fifty thousand dollars net in there. For that twenty thousand dollar investment, so you made yourself thirty, um, and you didn't have to do anything. It's just a house. And somebody else. And the, and the great thing about it is, is that if you got a tenant in there, you didn't make one payment to pay down that. All you did was invest twenty, and you literally uh, came back out to the good on that uh, with fifty. So. That's why uh, real estate, you know, like I say, you just flip that house and sell it to somebody else uh, if that's what you want to do. And you can take that money and invest it in maybe two more properties. You know, you split that 
uh, and get two more and do the same thing. And that's how you double up and continue to double up your um, your money and stuff. Um, understanding uh, working with a good agent <coughs> um, who's uh, who's got their finger on the uh, on, on what the market's doing and what's moving and stuff. And man, I want to flip this thing. What's the value? You know, or somebody can be able to come to you and say, "Hey, man, it might be a good time for you to unload that house and let's let's find you something else." Um, and so those are the kind of things that, uh, for 2019, uh, I really want to talk about. <laughs> That's what I really want to talk about, you know, uh, in, in the spirit, of, in the spirit of King and economic freedom and stuff. Uh, we're, we're going to try to do that independent of being, um, uh, being, having legislation, uh, dictate to us what we can do. It's already there. Um, there's some sacrifices that are going to have to be made. Obviously, uh, there's some things that we're going to have to do better. Obviously, uh, one things that um, are saying that I liked uh, that I heard was that I'm not um, perfection, I'm progress. And so what that means is that when you look at me and go, well, Jermaine, what are you doing right now? Well, these are all the things I'm trying to do. And as we go on, uh, you'll see those things come to fruition uh, because I understand that all I need to do is put one foot in front of the other foot every day and try a little bit harder uh, to make those things a reality. That's that's what I need to do. That's my uh, that's my call. And I understand that just like um, and so um, I was telling somebody that um, your financial health is like your physical health. You can have a coach, mentor, trainer, whatever you want to call it, and uh, whatever avenue that you're going to pursue, uh, giving you good advice and stuff, but they can't do push-ups for you. They can't do sit-ups for you. They can't save money for you. They can't invest for you. They can only advise you those things. Um, and I know it would be really nice if you could just, like, hire somebody to do your taxes for you and stuff. Um, but honestly, like that's why I said, you're going to be a, a good bookkeeper and a good business person. Um, and take care of that stuff, that stuff yourself. Just like, you know, no one can do crunches for you. <laughs> no one can lift that weight for you. And if they do lift it, I mean, are you really getting any benefit from it? I mean, they're going to be bigger, but you're not. So, um, it's important that, um, take some, uh, some responsibility and, and, and dedicate yourself to doing that. But just like, um, with your physical health and, uh, terms of exercise and eating right, you're going to have cheat days. You're going to have days that you, you're not going to feel motivated. Uh, and then you're going to have days that you smash and stuff. Just understand that you're human and it's about the journey and it's about the progress. And that is really what's key. You don't want to focus in too much on the things that you don't do well. Uh, you really want to focus in on the things that, uh, your long-term goals and how you're trying to, to meet those. Like I say, when you're, when you're doing these things, uh, you're sacrificing and you're cutting corners and you're penny pitching and you've got a budget. Budgets are important. Um, when you got this budget and you, and you, and you're tracking your finances stuff and he's like, you know what? Uh, Jermaine was right. I'm going to, I'm going to try to get a rental. And yo, know, and for the people that are not homeowners currently, um, what I would suggest at your first house, especially if you're single, um, that you, uh, get enough rooms that you can rent out, you can sublet in your house and have people stay in there, pay for that first house for you, where you make the initial investment. Okay. I'm a home homeowner now and I got some of these tax benefits from being a homeowner. Um, 
but now I got this mortgage. Well, if I can sit there and I've heard some really extreme things where, uh, this one guy basically was living in his living room, uh, and, uh, he had a duplex and he rented out full time, um, one side and then he Airbnb'd, uh, the rooms and his side of it. And if you can do that, that's awesome. Um, but if you can't do that, um, at least consider Airbnb some of your bedrooms, uh, depending on your floor plan and how comfortable you are with that. But I mean, these are just ideas. I mean, it's, and that's all I got is just got some ideas, uh, for you. So, uh, as I, uh, as I bring this thing to a close, I mean, yapping, 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 uh, way too long. Uh, happy King Day. Um, thanks for, uh, hanging in there with me for another episode. Um, again, the giveaway this week, all you got to do is go to the website, www.themainevampodcast.com. Subscribe, be a subscriber. Leave me a comment, uh, on the, uh, on the episode, what you like, what you didn't like, uh, when you first found the channel, anything, man. And, uh, Thanks again to all the, uh, the people that have been downloading and listening and stuff. Um, like I say, I'm on, I'm on a very small budget, but, uh, uh, I'm on a very big high from you guys. Uh, the, the downloads that keep me going. <laughs> I mean, somebody's listening. Um, and my mama subscribed, uh, 60 something year old mama subscribed to the podcast. So I know you can too. Um, but again, thank you, uh, so much for coming out and uh you know how it is I gotta go I gotta go I gotta go peace and chicken grease the next week